0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present
1: The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three is good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in, it is the Tuesday, June 12th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I think we're gonna have some fun today. We've got a lot to get into. Nothing Marshall specific, but we got a lot to get into. I'm also gonna have on the program here a little bit later on. Some of you will know him. He's a young man who works currently at WMUL. If you're not familiar with that radio station, it's the student radio station at Marshall University. And this is basically the training ground where tomorrow's broadcasters learn their craft today. And of course, you know several of the People have come out of WMUL. I mean, Adam Rogers, who's on the show with us all the time, he is an Weller uh, through and through. And one of the uh, young men that are coming up from WMUL is going to be joining us here in a little bit. Spencer Dupree is going to join us. Why is he coming on the show? Well, it's his debut on the show. He's done stuff for us, though, before. So sometimes when you hear interviews, sound, audio... He's helped us before, but he's going to make his debut on the show because he is a Washington Capitals fan. And he's going to be telling me about what the parade looked like. It looked like it was crazy today. A lot of people. Of course, Washington Capitals, a very close team in regards to the NHL compared to other cities. You've got them, Columbus, Pittsburgh. So a mishmash of fan bases throughout the area. And he was at the parade today. He's a big Washington Capitals fan. I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk to him, see what that parade looked like and sounded like, as I've seen some of the photos, and it seemed like it was nuts. So he's going to join us in a little bit. Of course, we'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So that's our show. As I said, i got a lot to get into. We'll save some of the bigger stuff for later. One story that I'm, I'm still getting the details on right now, and uh, it's only because I think it's going to have an impact on how sports operates here in the next few years is today there was the court ruling concerning the AT&T-Time Warner merger. Now, the verdict is in, and it's I think it's going to have a big impact on sports because there's going to be a lot of sports properties, outlets, trading hands here if things go through, but AT&T's $85.4 billion purchase of Time Warner is now considered legal. So you're going to see pay TV providers being owned by AT&T. You're going to have HBO, CNN. You're going to have the film studio that Warner Brothers has. I'm sure we'll see other sports properties that are going to cross paths in all of this. So this is where I'm at on that. Just kind of curious because, of course, you've got Disney out there trying to acquire Fox. And if that's the case, Disney's going to have a lot of regional sports outlets. And, of course, how will that fit into the ESPN umbrella? That's what I'm curious about. It makes ESPN a serious player. If not already the biggest player on the block— it makes them even bigger, not only in the national hemisphere, the international hemisphere in some regards, but they'll be in your backyard local with a lot of those regional sports networks. And so they're gonna have their hands on so much content and programming. Now, Comcast is coming after that deal. They want to offer up a counter proposal, and I'm sure Disney, if they're really serious, they'll match it. But we could see, of course, ESBN. And a whole new ball game when it comes to sports coverage. That's why I'm interested in this deal. And of course, uh, for you movie fans out there, all of you are just concerned that uh, the big reason there's a big reason why they want that Disney Fox deal to go through. You guys want an Avengers um, X Men crossover. Yes, yeah, that's what you want. You want that's what you want. I get it. I understand completely. So that's a big deal. So AT and T wins. $85 billion bid for Time Warner, no conditions. Shares of Time Warner jumped about 5% in extended trading. Uh, shares of AT&T dropped as much as 2%. Pay TV is going to be less competitive, I think. But at the same time, it's going to open up these mega mergers that... They're trying to say, hey, this is how we're going we're to do business now. This is how we make it happen. This is how we make it possible. I hope that there's going to be f- open competition because you know, there's some concern here. Like, AT&T can all of a sudden you know, have a little bit more leverage when it comes to their competitors. AT&T, of course, has DirecTV. DirecTV is a competitor for other satellite or cable providers. Time Warner is a content provider, so all of a sudden you could have a favorable deal towards AT&T and their properties, obviously, because they have Time Warner, and maybe not so much of a favorable deal with other cable companies or satellite providers, and of course you've got DISH out there, and you also have, again, Comcast is jumping into this, and they want a piece of this. How does it affect you as far as your sports are concerned? Yeah. Am I going to get better sports coverage? We're going to have more options if I'm an AT&T customer, DirecTV customer, or am I going to have uh, equal opportunity if I'm not, say, an AT&T DirecTV customer? Maybe I am on Comcast. Maybe I'm on Suddenlink. Maybe I'm on a different provider. Maybe I don't have the offerings, or maybe I have a streaming service that I'm using, and this is how I get my... I've cut the cord, and now this is where I'm getting my content, and maybe it's not as good... Because the deal's not as sweet for them or it's not equal to, say, AT&T service. With DirecTV streaming service, maybe I've got to get on that service now. And for a lot of you, you've taken the cut. You've cut the cable, but you still want to watch programming. A lot of people have cut the cable because they don't want sports content. And for some of you, maybe that's all you want. And there are options out there for you. So following that, it'll be curious to see what happens I don't know. I don't know what the landscape's going to look like. Eventually, cable, satellite, maybe it goes away. The content's going to have to be there, though. That's the grab. You're grabbing the content. I still think satellite's not going away anytime soon. It's just really easy. Get everything I want right there. Plug the box up. That's it. I don't have to go look for, okay, now this streaming service has this, and now this streaming service has that, but this streaming service has this but it's getting so fragmented as well. I think what ESPN is doing is a little different from the standpoint that, okay, we still think that our programming on our main ESPN channels, that's not gonna change. But now we're gonna offer some extra content and we used to just give that away on ESPN3, watch ESPN. We'll still have a lot of that. But now we've got the ESPN Plus, and so you've got to buy that. You have to pay for that, so you want to get this. All of a sudden, an ESPN game, which would have featured Marshall on ESPN 3, watch ESPN, however you want to describe it, now that goes to ESPN Plus. I've got to pay, well, I have an ESPN subscription. Well, that's great. Now you need this as well. That's where it's all going. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention to something a little um, a little more fun. We're going to talk the Washington Capitals, a parade happening today, as if the Washington Capitals have never won the Stanley Cup before. It's a crazy notion. We're going to talk about that when we continue. Also, we'll get your phone calls in later on. It's The Drive. It's on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Now, back to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM
1: 930. So the Washington Capitals had a parade today. Their first time ever getting to place the cup up in front of their fans and years and years and years of frustration finally washing away as now Washington is a champion in hockey. And my guy, maybe you know him if you've been tuning in to WMUL. Sports coverage at the student station of Marshall University, football, basketball, and other sports. But if you haven't met him just yet, you're going to hear his voice a lot more as the weeks and months continue. Spencer Dupree is joining me. And, of course, uh, Spencer, you've been at WMUL for a little bit over a year now, right? Yep. So now you make your debut on the show, and I'm hoping that you're going to be the next Adam Rodgers. That's a lofty goal to achieve right there if you can do it.
0: Well, I mean, I already got one of his achievements. I am now sports director at WMUO.
1: Okay, there you go. I like it. See, you're already moving up. (laughs) So Spencer, of course, is a big Washington Capitals fan, and you were at the parade today. I'm not surprised. Uh, You have been blasting my social media feed with uh, the Washington Capitals all playoff season long so what was it like as a fan I mean you're not just a I jumped on board the Washington Capitals I'm going to root them on to the Stanley Cup hey it'd be cool to go to the parade no you've been a fan for a long time
0: oh yeah very long time and it it kind of got started after Ovechkin you know got drafted back in 04 and 05 and then Backstrom getting drafted and you know I didn't really tune in obviously when there was that lockout in 2005 but as it went on, you know, I started watching on T V and then finally in in I believe it was oh seven, oh eight, I went to my first game and just the energy that Ovechkin and Baxter brought to that team back then and, and they continually have is is been amazing and a whole fan base has been created from people that had lost faith and now they're they're kind of back into the the, the fandom of the Washington Capitals.
1: So how exciting was it today? Describe what happened, the parade. I know it was a outpouring of love and support for the team, but it's as if the entire city and beyond finally got to express some excitement over a sports team.
0: Oh, yeah, it was amazing. I I, I had actually, I, I worked overnight uh, and I had stayed up all day just because I, I was not going to you know let that opportunity slip because, I mean, especially with sports around here, you never know if that's going to happen again. But I, I took the uh, public transit in and when I got to the farthest station out, here and it was mobbed with capitals fans
1: so what are some of the sights and sounds you saw give me uh give me a flavor of the event bring me as close as you can to being there
0: i'm sitting in a metro car we're getting closer to dc and we just uh there's chance of let's go caps just starting and we got the cup and it was just it was electric from when i you know before i even stepped on out of the metro train
1: so okay, you step off the train, just just give me play by play, man. Do what you do best at WMUL. Give me play by play of everything you saw.
0: Um, we got out, we got out at the the one of the furthest stations from where you could go. That was even retroactively close, but I mean all the Caps fans were all over everywhere. We got up outside and it was just Caps Central fans everywhere as we walked closer to. They had a a, uh, a, it was like a rally point. There was a stage set up and everything, and that was right on the National Mall between the Capitol and the Monument, and it was just it was just crazy. And we were around there for a little bit, and it was getting closer to eleven, so we headed down right to I believe it was 12th Street and Constitution, and we got there at probably 10:15, and we we really couldn't even get remotely close. Luckily, there was. We were able to, like, creep up, and it, it was just crazy. I mean, the anticipation was it was obviously killing everyone. They didn't start exactly at 11, but it, it was just crazy. I mean, I it, it's something that, like, I never thought that I'd get to experience through all the heartbreak that we've had here between every D.C. sports team, but it, it just when, when the first – they had amazing buses that they had painted up for the whole thing, it, it, they just came through and – and they had put different players on on different buses on the top, and there's just like four players, and then there's four players, and then they, they they actually brought on the um they're the they've been on the sports talk radio in DC for around 22 years. They're uh, they're big time here, the sports junkies, and they were actually able to be in the parade, which which was pretty awesome to see. You know, growing up listening to sports talk radio and just see these guys. Who always had to talk about whether it was the excitement or the the heartbreak of the team, and and as they were going along, and then and then finally you saw the stars, you saw Tom Wilson, T.J. Oshie, and then you saw Nicholas Backstrom, and then you saw owner Ted Leonsis and and head coach Barry Trotz, and it was just it, it was just an amazing atmosphere, and then come to the end, you see Ovechkin on the top of the bus holding out the trophy and it was just it was just an amazing sight and then as, as the bus went by you had the uh the all the trophy the trophy carriers around and you, you had the the Smythe trophy and then the eastern conference final trophy along up there and it was just an amazing sight to see and uh, we were probably i would say just over halfway through the route and right as it passed it was just a storm to go back to the rally and it was the streets were gone in a matter of five minutes. Everyone was just running back so they could go see what what they had in store for the rally. And and boy, it was an amazing rally. And they had the radio voice, the TV play-by-play voice, and it was just it was just an amazing atmosphere. And they were announcing them, and the, the PA announcer in the arena, they were doing the. Uh, the Capitals have this uh, infamous unleash the fury chant which they do around five minutes left in the third period and the whole crowd erupted in it when they called the caps up to the stage and it was just it was just amazing and all and to see the electricity out of all the players when they were announced player by player and just doing you know different things as as many um penguins fans got to see they got to see the the flying bird of getting kuznets off and he, they announced his name he came he came down and did that and and then, you know, they went up number by number, and they obviously skipped the captain, Alex Ovechkin. And it was just amazing to see how everyone came together and reacted. And they had, like, a montage of the playoffs. And it was just an atmosphere that I never thought that I'd be able to experience. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like one of those dream-come-true things, even for a fan.
1: Spencer Dupree is joining us. He's sports director at WMUL-FM, the student station on the campus of Marshall University. And today he was uh, at the parade watching all the sights and sounds. So um, you you went through this experience of watching the playoffs as a Capitals fan. I'm sure next to the Stanley Cup, probably the biggest thrill for you in, in your life right now is the fact that they got past the Penguins. Um, I've, I've heard some fans saying uh, beating the Penguins is probably a bigger deal. Uh, I know better. But this whole getting past the Penguins and following a veteran's career, um, you know, what was that This like for you, just knowing that finally uh, so much sports angst has finally been released, not just winning the Stanley Cup, but just getting there for the, uh, for the first time in a long time?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the playing the Penguins has always been, you know, it's like we can beat them in the regular season, but there's just something about the playoffs that the Penguins always have the edge. And, you know, one of my favorite things to ever hear out of any any sports play-by-play guy's mouth is the Demons have been exercised. That just goes to show the Demons were the Penguins for so long for the Capitals, and they finally got past them this year in and honestly, I, I thought like when they got past them that they had a real good chance to not only make the Cup but win it. I, I just had always had the thought in the back of my mind that there was still that point where they, they could not even make the Finals.
1: Okay, so when I start looking through some of the photos on social media, uh, where are you at in relations to um, the Washington Monument, the stage? Because uh, I'm looking at some of the photos right now, and – I don't think I've seen presidential inaugurations have that many people on the plaza.
0: Yeah, it it was just amazing. They had It was up and down from basically one block from the Capitol to all the way down to the monument. And I was probably, I I believe I was just about halfway between. It was was where on the uh, mall where they have like a middle section, they have a little merry-go-round and then right past it, they have the exit to the to the uh, freeway, which you can, which is right where I was next to when we were watching it. We were actually um, stuck next to. Uh, interesting enough, the uh, cars from the local TV station. They they had people stationed there to get like reactions from the crowd, and it was it was pr- a pretty cool sight to be able to to be at the exact spot I was. And from my side of things, the media doing what they do, and then have the buses go by with all the players and the owner and the coaches. And it was just, I was probably, I, I'm i am thinking right about the middle. And it, it I think I had one of the best spots because I, I didn't have to like entirely just see the beginning and wait. It was just like, I heard the cheers and I, I could hear them coming. And it was just, I feel like I got the best of both wor- worlds in part that I got to see all of it and then be able to go right back over to where they're holding that rally at.
1: Spencer Dupree is our guest. He's the sports director at WMUL-FM, the campus radio station at Marshall University. So i put you on the spot here. You're a big Caps fan, but you're also a student at Marshall University. Uh, compare the excitement here between Marshall winning in the NCAA tournament for the first time ever, getting to events there. Of course, some of the other things you've got to cover in your short career at Marshall compared to this. Is it just more fun with the Stanley Cup because you can actually just be a fan compared to I cover the Thundering Herd? And yeah, I'm a student here, but still, I've got to maintain some disconnect from all of this celebration. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, that's the main part of being in the media is you really can't take sides but sitting there I you know obviously wasn't able to be in San Diego for the tournament but just to be able there to, to you know watch my TV and see Marshall win a game was, was pretty amazing because I really didn't have my my media hat on that day but and nothing will compare to a team that you you know grew up rooting for and and seeing all the anguish that had happened to them in years past and just See that finally come to a head and them win and then them celebrate with the whole city and I mean they they took it to the city when it comes to celebration they after they had their night out in Vegas they came back and they they were nonstop taking the Stanley Cup out in the city and everywhere you can think of in the D.C. area.
1: Spencer Dupree, sports director, WMUL. Uh, hey man, I'm I'm excited for you. You had a great time. It sounds like. Uh, it definitely was a once-in-a-lifetime moment. Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup for the first time ever. And, uh, I mean, the thrill is there. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, I was really excited for you when I found out you got to go up there. And uh, hopefully when um, we get you back in uh, here in the studio in the next few months, we'll be talking some Marshalls football and sports with you. Oh,
0: yeah, big season, exciting season ahead for the Thunder and Hurt. I can't wait to put my media hat on in that point and be able to do what I've always wanted to do, be able to do play-by-play for this Thundering Herd team on the student radio station at Marshall.
1: Spencer, I'm looking forward to all of that for you. And, of course, uh, getting you in here in studio with us, working with us, uh, reforming the pit crew, which is uh, the crew behind the glass. And, of course, you've got some big shoes to fill, my my boy Adam Rogers, and, of course, uh, Luke Creasy making it really hard for you. to I'm just going to tell you right now, the bar is set high. Luke Creasy has set it high. I hope oh, yeah. you're. I hope Especially you're up to the challenge.
0: That uh, Virginia's AP. He's
1: a big. He's a. He's a big deal these days. So I'm just telling you that the the bar is set high.
0: Oh yeah, I, I know that for sure. I'm ready to exceed
1: that bar. All right, hey my man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll get you back in here real soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Paul. That is Spencer Dupree, and of course, uh, he's one of the voices you're going to be hearing on the student station, WMUL, and of course, does a great job. All the kids over at WMUL do a fantastic job, and uh, you got to tease him just a little bit because, uh, I mean, we've been fortunate. We've got guys, like I just mentioned, Adam Rogers, who uh, works with us, uh, does fantastic work. Uh, I had Luke Creasy for a few months before he got snapped up by the Herald Dispatch, so uh, big loss there. We'll get Spencer in here soon to be a part of what we do. And, of course, uh, my man who's going through Marshall right now, and he's doing it differently. He's not going through the broadcasting track. My guy Gabriel Sellers, who's on the other side of the glass, and, We'll take your phone calls. He'll pick up the phone and get you on the air at 304 399 8255 or toll free 877 420 8255. We got more on the way. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Phone numbers to be a part of the program, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That gets you on the program. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. In Conference USA News today, Western Kentucky football team adding several games to their schedule. Liberty is home in 2020, and they're going to be away for Western Kentucky in 2025. That's an interesting move. Liberty really trying to build up their football program. At one point, wanted in Conference USA, and from several reports, willing to spend some money. But the league decided, thanks, but no thanks. Don't sleep on liberty. They're a program that um, has some resources, and I'm not going to say they're going to win a national championship like an Alabama anytime in my lifetime, but they're definitely going to be a competitive team. UT Martin for Western Kentucky, home in 2021. And Houston Baptist home in 2023. Also, uh Rice in Louisiana. They've got a home and home football series in Houston in 2022 and in Lafayette in 2025. And then finally, Middle Tennessee is going to be hosting Virginia Tech's football team in 2020. And they've got a return trip to Blacksburg in 2021. I don't know if um I don't know if I'm playing a team like UT Martin, Houston Baptist. I don't know if I'm, if I'm Western Kentucky. I don't know what that does for me. But Rice in Louisiana, I can see that. Middle Tennessee has got Virginia Tech. That's a good series there. Uh, Liberty, though. I think Liberty. Don't sleep on them. That's a pretty good series. And, of course, uh, what's happening in the Mountain State today, the PGA Tour officially approving the rebranding of the Greenbrier Classic. It's going to be called now a military tribute at the Greenbrier. Now, they're going to start using that new name and the logo now. It has started. And we're going to talk about that on Thursday. Cam Huffman is going to join me from the Greenbrier Classic, now known as a military tribute at the Greenbrier. He'll join me on the program later this week to talk about the change and everything that's coming up for the Classic. Here's what Governor Jim Justice said in the release. He said that we want the world to know that the military comes first and our focus is on those men and women above anything else. He said, our new name reflects our commitment to celebrating and honoring the United States military with everything we do. Now, according to the release, the tournament's focus on the military will expand beyond that name change. Active military as well as veterans will be admitted to the event free of charge. They're going to receive complimentary access to the Stars and Stripes Outpost, which is an air-conditioned building. and includes seating, televisions, private bathrooms. That's a big deal and food and beverage for sale. So good event overall. And of course, you know the military history in the state of West Virginia. If you don't, uh, it is a long and storied history with the participation of citizens from the state, astronomical almost. Uh, There's always been a high, high number of Young men, women who have opted to serve from the state of West Virginia uh, per capita. I believe it's still uh, the highest number. If not, it is close to the highest. So a lot of storied service there. That's a big deal. That is really a big deal. And, of course, not only will this be a showcase, of course, still for the Greenbrier, it's also going to be a new opportunity to uh, showcase, of course, uh, the armed services, the military. So, I'm sure there'll be a lot of promotional opportunities there for that. Now, something else that's going on. I saw this story today. Uh, It came out yesterday. You know, all the new rage now is getting new scoreboards and your basketball arena. That seems to be the thing. And I haven't seen the mock-up yet. I don't think anyone has a mock-up that they've shown publicly to anyone of what it's going to actually look like in the Cam Henderson Center, but... I did see the mock-up of the one that they're going to be putting in the Convocation Center. So, Ohio and their partners with A&C, uh, they're going to install a new center-hung scoreboard in the Convocation Center. Also, they're upgrading the audio. They're going to have that thing up by mid-August. Um, this thing is going to be two screens, two side screens, which will measure... Uh, 11.34 feet high by 21.42 feet wide. Now, the end screens are going to measure uh, 9.45 feet high by 14.49 feet wide. So, it's going to give the Convocation Center a new look. I'm not an Ohio guy, but I do like the Convocation Center. I would have liked to have seen them put a round scoreboard in there. The Convocation Center is really nice. And if they put some serious money back into that, renovate it a little bit more, it's already in great shape. But if they went in there and totally put a redesign in there, reconfigured a few things, maybe made it even more modern. That thing could go for many, many more years. It's just one of the better basketball arenas I've actually had an opportunity to go in, watch a game. Not to really. I don't think there's really any bad seats in there. It's a definitely a different uh, style of arena than what you see at the Henderson Center. But I think the new scoreboard, depending on what it looks like, and I'm sure it's going to be pretty good, is going to really give that venue a definite – appearance upgrade. And I text the Sports Information Director over at Marshall University, Jason Corrier, today because he's worked at Ohio and now works for the Thundering Herd just to kind of get his feel for what the Marshall scoreboard is going to look like. And uh, as soon as I get a mock-up from him, uh, I'll definitely get that out to you. But uh, it's probably going to be similar. So if you're kind of curious what maybe the Marshall scoreboard could look like, uh, go search for the Ohio scoreboard. That might be a uh, a good reference point to what Marshall's scoreboard is going to look like. If it's close to that, or if it's the same model, or if it's similar, I think it's going to be really nice, especially in the Henderson Center, the way the Henderson Center is not round. It's got the butterfly look for a lot of you here with the end zones not going up that high. And of course, the main sides going up really high. I think that's going to add serious value. If you get those seats, you go up, you sit up high. I think the scoreboard's definitely going to be uh, an added benefit for you more than anything. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. And you got to give hats off to Dan D'Antoni again. I know we talk about this time and time again, but he is really striving to make the basketball program the best he can with what he's got. And, It means a lot to see a coach that cares about the little things. The little things. I mean, hey, we need a fresh paint job here. We need a new coat of paint. He cares about that. He wants that to happen because he wants people to care about martial basketball as much as he does and take some pride in the program. And he's given a lot of fans uh, a new reason to be proud of what they do with the basketball team. So new scoreboard to cool. Check it out. The Ohio one looks pretty nice. And If it's going to be anything like the Marshall one, I think Marshall's got a good one. We're going to take our final break. Come back. We'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 304-399-8255.
1: 304-399-8255. That's our local number. Our toll-free number is 877-420-8255. Welcome back. It is The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me. Man. I really appreciate it. Uh, been kind of following um, some of what's been happening as far as the television landscape. And, of course, I read the article today by Chuck Landon about the streaming, and that's where it's going. You can't stop it. It's going there. How fast it's going to go just depends on the market and the landscape here. But the television deal is one of the things that I really criticized Conference USA a few years ago. I think it's gotten better. And just kind of give you a comparison of almost like conferences – Marshall and Conference USA is not in this ballpark, but the AAC reported $74.47 million in revenue for a fiscal year 17, which is down 6% from the previous year when the league had $79.297 million. Getting down to the, the, the numbers here. That was total revenue. The league's last decrease occurred in fiscal year 15 when Louisville and Rutgers, they departed for the ACC and the Big Ten. Now, the American reportedly earned $42.18 million from postseason tournaments. That's including the NCAA tournament, bowl games, and the football playoff distributions. That helps. Now, they also got $20 million in television and radio rights distribution. That's definitely better than and what conference USA was making, is making, and will make, I'm sure, for a while. Um, Here's the word from the commissioner's office. The real game-changer for us will be TV because we're just not getting anywhere near what we deserve in TV. It's a throwback to the five-year-ago period when we were very unstable— and the whole situation was unstable, and that's just not remotely true now. Here's what the uh, league members got. Just to give you the biggest, uh, high, highest distribution, the biggest numbers. USF received the league's highest amount at almost $9 million, $8.877 million, followed by Connecticut at uh, a little over $8 million. Cincinnati um, over seven and a half million seven point six five nine million and um, I'll tell you what that's still doing better than all the other so-called group of five members are doing. I mean, think about it you'd be okay with that if you're if you're Marshall's athletic department right now you took those numbers and you would definitely be good with that kind of money and of course i give a lot of credit to aac commissioner mike oresco for saying that look we're a lot better than what we were conference wise we should have a better tv deal i just don't think the market can bear it these days that's part of it unless it's a major home run i don't think the multi billion dollar deals are are going to be the norm anymore and streaming is where it's at. Streaming is where it's going to be because now you have a situation where my games, if I'm Marshall, my games are available. What's gonna get me more eyeballs? Being on stadium, okay, might get a few games. BN is is that really giving me much? Okay, I've got three games on ESPN+. Plus. Somebody's going to watch that. Now, the barrier to entry is, what, five bucks? Five dollars, and you get to watch The Herd, if you're out-of-towner. This really is not the situation where, if you're a Herd fan at home, you're going, for the most part. Unless something prevents you from going, you're going to the game. going to the game because I've got to work. Okay, get that totally. You're not going to the game. I can't get to the game because I'm going to be out of town or kids. I'm not feeling good. I'm sick. There are reasons why you're not. Or you're just disgusted with the team. I can't stand it. I can't stand it and I'm not going. There there are reasons why you're not going. But for the most part, the home fans are going to go to this thing. The home fans are going to be at the game. It's the people who are not here for that are going to benefit more from this, and they're probably going to be the ones who are going to be jumping on this a little bit more. Now, if we're talking basketball, yeah, you're going to see a lot more people subscribe. I think for football, not so much because of the way the schedule breaks down with the streaming, but I still think it's better to be there than anywhere else. If you're going to be in a streaming situation, you're going to take ESPN, and you're going to take that subscription. The product should be better. The streaming should be more reliable. That should be a blessing for a lot of fans. Now, again, we're talking a fan base that varies in age. So somebody's going to have a problem hooking this thing up. I get it. Totally understand with this. But at the same time, I think we've gotten to a point now where a lot of people know how to do these things. If you are if you're on the internet, if you've gotten that far, if you've gotten on the internet, you've got past hurdle number one. You have internet at your home. And then for the most part, I think most of you have flat screen TVs, current TVs, right? Most of you. I don't know what the breakdown is percentage-wise, but you've got a decent TV. All you have to do Since we're talking ESPN here, for the most part, and some of these other services, all you have to do is get a device that plugs into your TV. You can get an Apple TV. You can get an Amazon Fire Stick. You can get the new Amazon Fire Cube. They've got a Cube now that's an Alexa. Oh, you haven't heard about this one. Man, let me tell you about this thing. I'm not going to get one, but... You plug it up to your TV, and you can basically talk to your TV now. You have an an almost full-featured Alexa at, right there, and you're controlling your TV. Hey, Alexa, turn on the Marshall game. And I think maybe that would work. This depends on the keywords, if she would understand. But still, you could say, hey, Alexa, open up ESPN. There it is on your TV. Uh, but, yeah, get a device with a remote. Let's not go that far just yet. So you've got games that are going to be streamed. I think that's going to be a big deal for fans who are not here. I'm thinking the whole big picture. Let's get the word out. Why do you think that Marshall blasts you on social media? They're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. they are on all these things. Why are they there? Because they're going where people are, and that's where Marshall needs to be. Marshall needs to go where people are. Plain and simple. Go where the people are. You want to be seen. Go now. I do agree. You need to still make sure that as many people as possible see your stuff. But I don't think that this is going to be a. Um, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. It's a good deal. But the TV money is not what it's going to be, not going to be what you're seeing at the American level, the AAC. I don't know if the AAC is going to see higher revenues. I mean, they're $74.5 million just about. Their TV, they're getting $20 million in TV and radio. And they're thinking that they should get more. And here's the problem. The TV companies while looking for content, why? that's why we're adding more bowl games, at the same time have decided that we need to offer more content, we need to supplement what we're doing, and we've got the streaming option here so we can get your game on, but we're taking you to where the people are, but at the same time we're going to where the people are. If you're ESPN, you're going to where the people are. So Conference USA, the people might not just be there much. If you're a Marshall fan, you're there. But if you're looking at this, that's why the TV deals are maybe kind of one, out of whack. But two, they're spending the big money to secure the TV programming. That's going to bring you the most eyeballs. And if Marshall is a uh, killer deal for them streaming, yeah, maybe you'll see a bum. Who knows? That's going to do it for this edition. Of course, uh, hey, don't forget... Uh, You can always listen to the program. We are where the people are, my friends. We're where the people are. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. You can also find us on the Anchor app. Wherever podcasts are, we're there. And if not, you tell us, and I'll get us there. That's going to do it for this edition. I want to thank Gabriel Sellers. I'm Paul Swan. Good night, everyone. 94.1
0: 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.